I've scored more professional goals than anyone in the history of the game. 184 to be exact. But I never once witnessed the ball hit the net. Although my eyes were open and aimed in the right direction, as soon as leather met rope, the picture went black. Not a slow fade, but a swift guillotine chop that separated the scene from my ability to see it. My mind celebrated while my vision, blinded from adrenaline, lagged a beat behind. And by the time the two equalized, there was a party on the field. High fives and helly as. Upraised arms and pumping legs and bouncing ponytails. I thrived on these brief blackouts, these zaps of instant amnesia. For 30 years, scoring goals was my currency. The one skill I could barter for security and acceptance and love. Rarely did my frenetic brain pause long enough to consider what might come next and how the shape of my life would look without soccer to fill it up. Now, it's November 2015, two weeks after I announced my retirement, and my life is in no shape at all. President Obama recently called me and my teammates badass, and I feel entirely unworthy of the term. I either sleep for 12-hour stretches or not at all, roaming the hallways of my hotel or impulse shopping online. The only time I break a sweat is when I hustle to the minibar. I am at my heaviest weight, my hibernation weight. I am cultivating Olympic-caliber love handles. Abby Wambach has a serious baked goods addiction, reports ESPN.com, and it's a charge I can't deny. Room service delivers at least one basket of muffins per day. In an effort to carb shame myself, I Instagram everyone that touches my lips, accompanied by self-flagellating hashtags, hashtag can't stop, hashtag social pressure, hashtag one day at a time. It doesn't work. I remain unshamed. The muffins keep coming. I study old pictures of myself, American flag draped over my sculpted arms, face tipped up to the cheering crowd, and marvel not only at my physique, but at my expression. I look much happier than I was. There's a good chance that last night's mixed drinks amounted to half a bottle of vodka chased by red wine and garnished with some ambient. Five months ago, at the World Cup final, my wife Sarah and I made international news with a celebration kiss, and now she isn't speaking to me. We'd renovated a beautiful, sprawling house tucked in the hills outside of Portland, Oregon, and I can't even consider it home. I'm 35 years old and had planned on being pregnant by now. My body feels like a foreign object, and I am desperate to escape my own mind. My two prime dueling emotions are misery and terror. If my life were currently on the roster, I would force it to do suicide runs up and down the field. I would make my life ride the bench. I might even cut it from the team. I argue with myself. You've been here before. You've had your heart broken. You've been depressed. You've been afraid. You've faced change. And the unspoken response comes. This time is different. This time there's permanence. This time you don't have soccer waiting for you, and you'll never have soccer again. I have relinquished soccer, but it has not relinquished me. I am still an ambassador of the sport, called upon to extol its virtues and translate its language. Today, I'm scheduled to speak at a fundraiser for children's programs. I'm expected to be fun and upbeat and inspirational, qualities that, once upon a time, came naturally to me. When the driver picks me up, I realize I don't even know where I am. It could be Milwaukee or Nashville or Houston. I stare out the window watching the streetscape blur past and think, I am a terrible liar. The field house is dimly lit. A single spotlight aims its beam at my head 
as if to illuminate the mess within. This moment is the opposite of instant amnesia. That thrilling shot of adrenaline that temporarily blinds me, this is anti-adrenaline. And I can see the kids all too clearly. Hundreds of sweet, earnest faces and compact bodies squirming in anticipation. They are lined up in neat rows, looking like shots I'm bound to miss. The host introduces me with words that seem to apply to someone else. Two-time Olympic gold medalist, FIFA World Player of the Year, winner of the Women's World Cup, record-breaker, leader, legend. I don't memorize speeches or even write them out, much to my mother's perennial dismay. But I have a rough chronology at the ready. A tour through my childhood and club career and time on the national team. A quick dip into challenges and triumphs. A hint at my future. But the kids don't want to hear a detailed exposition of my resume. They want to know how they can be just like me when they grow up. 